Welcome to Pixels and Pines Podcast. I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we're two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. Again, we're fucking up with the water. Yeah. I swear, man. One of these days, <laughs> one of these days we're going to drink on this podcast again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what kind of water are you drinking today? Good old-fashioned tap water. Mmm. Delicious. No. No pre-workout or BCAAs or anything, just straight up water? Yeah. Um, the, uh, what do you call it, uh, creatine. Oh. Uh, not really good for my blood pressure. So, uh, just raw. Damn, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, some BCAAs and liquid IV in mine. A little bit of flavor, a little bit of electrolytes. Nothing too crazy. We went... Hard as fuck on Saturday, so that's mostly why neither of us are drinking, and while we're a day late. So today is Monday. Uh, I don't even know what today's date is. Fucking twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Twenty fourth, man. Yeah, almost almost out of April. Yeah. Um, shit. Let's. Uh, do we have any new channel updates that you'd like to walk through? Fucking absolutely not. Like I was supposed to like, so the resident evil four remake, like it's getting to the point now where I even wonder if I even want to release it. Cause I it's been like a should. month. I think he still should. <sighs> the, uh, so the script's already recorded. I just got to actually do the video editing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was supposed to do that yesterday, but, uh, sorry. It was recovering. <laughs> it was recovering. That happens, man. Yeah. Well, so I, I'm going to try to get that out this week. Um, Cause, uh, fucking, uh, tears of the kingdom coming yeah. out in a couple of weeks, man. Like it's coming yeah. up real fucking quick. This Friday is the, uh, release of the switch. No shit. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. So I got a, uh, my pre-order yeah. fucking hell. I, I just got an email about it. about it the other day. I was like April 28th. I think it's the 28th. I was like, no fucking way. I thought this bitch was coming out in May, but I guess it comes out a little bit early. Oh shit! No, no, no! It's uh, yeah. It was supposed to come out before the game for sure. Okay. Um, damn, forgot all about it. Yeah. So if you and it, that bitch is still in stock too. So like this is this is not something that's going to be limited. Yeah. Everybody's going to be able to get their hands on a goddamn OLED. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The 28th. Holy shit! This week, yep. well, you know. So, uh, if it, if any of you guys listening pre-ordered. Uh, make sure you go and check your accounts uh, to make sure that your credit cards or PayPal or whatever is up to date at the right info. Uh, I know Best Buy right. sending out a lot of emails for it. Um, GameStop's probably doing the same type of shit. So, And don't forget about GameStop. If you pre-ordered, even if you pre-ordered online, if you print out your order confirmation and you go in store the morning of Friday, you should get uh, the, was it like a wood? Yeah, the burned it's wood like a plaque wood. thing. Yeah, it's like a wooden plaque. Yeah. Um, they have uh so Walmart uh had fucking banners and shit. Uh I think there's a print from Best I don't know, like everybody seems to have like their own pre order bonus. So just keep an eye out on that. Banner would have been cool. Even a poster would have been cool. Like a yeah, piece of wood, Wal- I don't know about. Eh, like there's a whole bunch of shit. I think so the crazy thing is Walmart had two <laughs> banners. The there was a limited edition one that was gold, and then they switched it to a black banner afterwards. Mm. So, like people are going little little ham 
on the pre-order bonuses for for Zelda, but hey, man, it's deserved. It's yeah, deserved. yeah, I, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's cool that Nintendo's doing yeah. like some wild shit with each one of the the retailers. We haven't had this in a very long time, I don't think. I don't think so either. So it, it's nice to see uh, Zelda getting some love. Not that it doesn't ever fucking get love. I mean, like even the shittiest title or the shittiest releases, like you know, Spirit Tracks or fucking uh, Wind Waker well, or whatever, still got a lot of love. I mean. Um, they didn't really do much for the anniversary. I think we got the the Zelda Game and Watch. I think mm-hmm. that's what it was. I think that's it. Uh, they did uh, the was it thirtieth anniversary? I don't remember if it was thirtieth or thirty fifth. Fuck, I don't remember. Fuck, but neither. Neither. Oh, the good thing about this whole thing mm-hmm. is they are reusing all of the Zelda amiibos for Tears of the Kingdom, and so they are reprinting those amiibos. So if you missed out on any of the fucking Zelda amiibos from the past, uh, I think right now they have uh, the uh, Majora's Mask. They have Ocarina of Time, uh, Skyward Sword Link. So they have a whole bunch of Link amiibos uh, up right now. So you can probably go to your retailers. So if you haven't, if you missed out on any of those amiibos, you have a chance to grab them now. I'll have to go look though. So, I, I, I think I'm missing a few. Uh, definitely the Mojoris mask ones I don't think I picked up. So it'd be yeah, good to be able to grab um, those. Because I think those I are double, fucking limited as shit. They were. I, I double checked mine uh, just in case. So it looks like I got most of them. I think. But uh, yeah, it looks like they are re-releasing them. So that seems like... I think uh, the Majora's mask one, you get a... Uh, like the, the mask. Like the Skull Kid mask. Mm-hmm. You get the... Uh, a paraglider skin or something like that. Oh, that's cool. With the mask. Yeah, so it's it's like little crap like that. It's 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 fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We we have uh, a couple quick announcements to go through. If you want to go through those. Uh, yeah. So this one, I I was really interested in this, but we're gonna talk a little bit about the dates that it's gonna it's gonna be happening, which may not be uh, the best dates exactly. So Blizzard announced that they're having a Diablo 4 server slam. They've done a couple of open betas, uh, like multiplayer tests yeah, yeah, and shit yeah. like that. And if you participate, you get, uh, I guess, rewards for completing, you know, getting to level 20, completing the game. I think you can go all the way up to Act 1. Uh, there is a boss, I think, that you can kill. Yep. So there's a whole bunch of things you can do to kind of like experience the game before it releases in June. But the, uh, the play test, the server slam is happening May 12th through May 14th. And what happens on May 12th? Mm, man, that's uh that's uh that's the new Zelda game. That's tears of the kingdom, dude. I, yeah. Damn. What are they doing? Yeah. What I don't know. Doing? I was super excited because you're getting an opportunity to earn all of the rewards from the previous yep. play test. You get the, the dog backpack, you get the fucking mount, you get all kinds of cool shit, shit that transfers into other games. It it sounded amazing, but why did they have to do May 12th? Like, there's no way I'm going to stop playing Tears of the King just to just to do that shit. So, yeah, because you, you pretty much just have to play for a fucking... Sh- what is it like four to six hours or something like that to get all the rewards of Diablo four. 
Yeah, it's something I mean, like that. It's not like you have to play multiple characters or anything like yeah. that. Most of the uh, most of the rewards are based on you know taking one character and mm -hmm. like you know competing Just level twenty end. or defeating the boss and stuff like that. Yeah. So it doesn't they, seem like it's too bad, but it, still, they did say that they are uh, a new talent tree or something like that is being unlocked for one of the the classes, and I think there's going to be a, another testable class or something like that in this server slam. I I skimmed through the email when it came through. I I must have just blacked out the fucking idea that it was uh tears of the kingdom release uh schedule on there yeah i mean when i first heard about it i completely didn't even think about it uh until you know i read the date and like i was super pumped and then i saw the date and i was just like well damn like i don't know maybe if i get burnt out of tears of the kingdom which i don't know if that's gonna happen so yeah maybe you know what they they gotta be smart about it and they gotta they gotta extend it out yeah they might have to they gotta extend they gotta have to extend it out yeah but anyways uh so if you haven't had a chance to uh check out diablo 4 you're gonna get a small taste of it with the server slam uh may 12th um next this one is kind of like this is kind of like meta commentary about shit um do you know who jeff grubb is mm-hmm We've talked so, about him before. Yeah, he's he's part of like a giant bomb. He has a podcast, uh, kind of like an industry insider. Like he he does tend to like confirm dates uh, about some events and things like that. Um, but he he recently got in trouble for saying Hi-Fi Rush uh, didn't make the expected amount of money it was supposed to. Uh, we talked about Hi-Fi Rush. I forgot when it was released i think it was earlier this year yeah like two two or three months ago yeah yeah you know it was a it was a good little game it was fun it was from tango gameworks who uh i think the, their previous game was the ps5 version of ghostwire tokyo they also do the evil within and people did not not take kindly well so here's the thing a whole bunch of people are super invested and just every goddamn thing that this dude says. True. He's and been so around he, for fucking forever. So Yeah. And so he he just he just has like one throwaway line in a podcast and people lose their shit. Yep. It was insane. That morning, like he was trending on Twitter. Uh there was a uh Windows Central uh writer. I think he's a co managing editor or something like that. Uh, he wrote this entire just like diatribe of an article just talking about like how much kind of like Xbox sucks and they're ignoring their core audience and this and like all this dude says was I heard uh, Hi-Fi Rush didn't make the expected money and everybody just kind of lost their shit for like six hours. That's fucking insane. It's intense. Yeah. It's intense, right? It, 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 he probably had no amplification like in what what he was saying there he was just like like you said a throwaway line just about some inside shit he heard about the game which is a great game from everybody it was a great game. And said i mean you fucking loved it so it actually prompted aaron greenberg who is a vice president of xbox gaming marketing to respond to all of this shit saying hey guys uh it hit all of our expected metrics uh, caused Phil Spencer, who is head of Xbox, to retweet it and shit like that, and then everybody's like, "Oh, okay." They they said they said everything's fine. 
okay, we can calm down. Like people are out of their fucking minds. Didn't we talk about this not too long ago where people say shit with so much confidence? Uh, they say incorrect shit with confidence and everybody else just latches onto it. So here's the thing though. Um, I don't necessarily think it's, uh, it was wrong. Oh, because if you think about it, like nobody really refuted it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like his specific line was, it didn't make the expected amount of money. And, marketing said it hit all of our metrics, yep. which could mean anything. Could be, it and could just be it. People played it for X amount of hours. They made X amount of downloads. Yeah. That's, that that's could be all it, right. So just a contrast, like my company has been a, a part of initiatives mm-hmm. that they fucking had parties for. They, you know, like they, they fucking patted each other on the back and everybody who was a part of it was just like, this was a fucking failure. <laughs> this was absolute garbage. Like this is a total farce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in order to like save face, like you got to be like, we did it. We crossed the finish line. We did the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause if, if but, well on, on a, in a team scenario, like, like your guys place and uh, we, we did the same thing at different places where I worked. Even if a project fails, everybody else busted their ass to fucking get it to the point to where it could fail across the line. So you you need to appreciate everybody's effort and accomplishments and stuff like that, even if the end goal didn't, you know, yeah, so get all the KPIs that you wanted. So all that to say Mm -hmm. is that neither, you know, neither side is really wrong. Mm -hmm. It just could be that, uh, you know, their, their metrics for success was different. Yeah. You know, and whether that's good or not, I don't know. It depends because I guarantee that there are no real. At a certain level, you get fed what you're supposed to be told in a company. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And as you get higher within that pay grade, uh, higher within kind of like the, uh, the tree of, uh, org chart, right? Yeah. You get closer to the root of the the org chart. That's when you have the real conversations, mm-hmm. but guess what? The real conversations aren't probably leaking, you know, mm-hmm. things to like insiders and stuff like that. No, because the ears that hear it are so few and far between inside of the company. So when that information gets out, everybody knows who's, who the fuck said it, right? Like, everybody's heads on the chopping block. So they're not, they're not going to put any of that bullshit out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, who knows? Like it, maybe it was, it was, uh, a failure in some respects, but it was a success in others. Like yeah. both can be true. I think, I um, think the cool I, part about all this entire story though, is that one guy has an accidental <laughs> giant influence. That's so big that, Microsoft dudes had to come in and like, and marketing had to like sweep in and be like, everybody, please just trust us. We give a shit about our games. We give a shit about our community. This game did great. Uh, Jeff Grubb is talking out the side of his neck type of shit, right? Yeah. That's, that's nuts. That's nuts. One fucking dude. So I'm kind of, 
I'm kind of curious to see how how Microsoft handles a lot of things going forward because mm -hmm. if if you think about it, like they're they're trying to do the whole like Netflixification, I, I guess if you want to call it that, of of gaming where they don't necessarily sell much other than subscription services. And I think this is just another, I think, bullet in the, in the grand scheme of things, just to kind of shoot down the idea that maybe the Netflixification isn't necessarily the best thing to do. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? But Microsoft is a software-as-a-service type of company nowadays, right? Yeah. So, the, I mean, this the is their thing, wheelhouse. The one thing that is kind of concerning, well, I don't, maybe it's not concerning, but it's, it's just kind of like how Netflix, like what they're going through mm -hmm. is they, they start putting out, they put out a series for a season, regardless of what you think about it. If they feel that this, this, uh, this TV series isn't going to be making any money, they'll fucking cancel it after one season. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there's a lot of, I guess, uh, I don't know, trepidation, if you want to be like SAT and shit, mm -hmm. about a lot of these experiments that might be coming out, a lot of these big games from studios that they've acquired. Like, what if Starfield is a complete failure? Ooh. You know what I mean? Does that mean that Bethesda is not going to be able to spend 10 years to try to make an Elder Scrolls game again? Or they're not gonna, or they're only gonna be making Fallout and Elder Scrolls from this point going forward. They're not even gonna get a chance to make any kind of uh, unique kind of game. So with Tango GameWorks, Tango was known for Evil Within. They were known for the Ghostwire Tokyo. So Hi-Fi Rush was a complete kind of like 180 as far as like the kind of games they produce. And if it sounds like, hey guys, this was awesome, we're never gonna let you do this shit again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that being the case. Um, and, it, and it may be in certain cases where they know that the development of a game is going to cost X amount, and then they expect to make 2X whatever that cost was so that they can take that profit and funnel it into the next Morrowind or whatever, Elder Scrolls. Because um, uh, Netflix does the same thing because they know, oh, our budget is getting bigger for shit like uh, Stranger Things. So they'll spin off new series for one or two seasons just to get a shitload of subscriptions. And then that series is dead because they know they can't push it for a third season. They, they talk about this shit all the time. Yeah. Just like you were saying, they take all of those like six other series that they've created on lower uh, shoestring budgets and funnel all that money back into Stranger Things or whatever their new, new big thing is. Um, Man, we so, go ahead. No, no, go for it. So uh, there's this other shit I've been seeing around a lot. Uh, people have been talking about is the new Street Fighter Six demo that just came out. Uh, yeah, mostly everybody's been losing their shit about Chun Li. <laughs> I I have not played the demo. Uh, I haven't played. I I didn't know Chun Li was in the demo. I only played the world the world tour demo. Wow. Yeah, I. I've just seen uh, streamers when they talk about it, they're just like, yo, Chun-Li is not human anymore. Like, the bitch is bad. So, people are real but down oh. bad for the new Chun-Li model. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be, oh, this, 
It's gonna be Kami two point pretty, pretty soon. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to all the stuff that's gonna come out. It's it's gonna be awful. It's gonna be awful. So you tried the world tour stuff. Was it good? I tried the world tour stuff. It was it was interesting. Um, the character creator is really nice. I liked it. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. A whole bunch of boxes you can tick. A whole bunch of settings you can tweak. You know, to make yourself look, uh, I mean, I think you can get pretty crazy with it. Okay. I didn't try, I didn't try to make like a meme character or anything like that, but I mean, it was, it was pretty robust. Uh, I liked it. The, the, the gameplay itself, it, it seems like it's all right, but it felt like it was really too short to really get uh, a good handle on what exactly was going to go on. I mean, they, they basically introduced you to the concept and then it was just like, all right, like full game comes out soon. Oh, Try was it was like a time demo. It wasn't even a time demo, but so basically the overworld is, so you're out on the streets of Metro city. You're literally like, you could literally, it's, you know, populated with people that walk around, you can talk to them. And um, a good chunk of them actually have like levels associated with them. And so you can actually attack them. You know, you can have like a friendly fight or whatever. Okay. And so by attacking them and beating them, you get experience. Uh, I think you're supposed to get money. The demo didn't give you money. So I don't know if that's something that's going to uh, be a part of it. Um, there are some vendors. And so you can get like food and consumables to like increase attack, uh, attack power and absorb more damage, things like that. You can heal yourself because I think your your uh, your health meter carries over until you like gain a level or you can, you know, consume something to, to heal oh, it shit. up. Okay. So you yeah. you per, you have damage persisting between fights. Yeah. And That's so cool. uh as you as you level up you can uh unlock move sets. Um and what they the concept is that you're supposed to I guess uh start out as like it's like kind of mission based so you'll get sent out onto different missions to do this and that and then it culminates into like a um, meet up with like a legendary character so in the demo you start off with uh luke so luke basically throws you out into metro city you do some things and then ultimately you end up with luke you fight him and if you beat him you get like a legendary move or something like that and that legendary move is added to kind of like your move set so you can add it in and you can slot it in wherever you want and okay. you can kind of like hold all of these legendary moves and you know kind of turn your character into like you know your own your own fighter with their own style and you can kind of mix and match all of these moves that's got to be fucking nutty and you can use this character in multiplayer later on right something like that I, it's like the I think it's called battle hub or something like that mm -hmm. where you can take your avatars and you can find them against each other so, that could be fucking I mean, crazy to have like shit from Ryu plus like Guile yeah. and like Blanca's fucking throw himself across the screen mode. Like just dumb shit. Yeah. So it, it was it was fun. Uh the demo ends, at least I think it ends. It kicked me out to the to the title screen, so I assume it ended. Um with me what with uh I guess the Luke telling you it's not Luke, I forgot. It's some other person. But basically she reveals like, "Oh, I learned my moves all from Chun-Li. Like you should go check her out in Chinatown and go meet her over there." And then it's like, "Uh, demo ends." So, I mean, it's it's kind of okay. The it's it was fun 
it was a little fun to just kind of like fight things over and over again. Um, it's also, I guess, it can be co-op, so it's not just one-on-one per se. You can actually uh, team up like two v two on the cool. same screen. Yeah, it's it's a little weird though. Uh, it's still like a side, it's a side-scrolling type thing, so. It's not like you have uh, like three dimensions of space to move in. Okay. So it's basically, yeah, you know what I mean? So you're mm-hmm. having that many people. It, it gets a little hectic. And I'm not really too sure how that's going to work out with uh, more characters than one. Uh, than one. But uh, it was, like I said, it was short. It was maybe about an, an hour's worth. It probably would have been like half of that because I spent a lot of the time just just beating the fuck out of everything there. <laughs> just but, walking around, just beating the shit out of old ladies walking across the street. I mean, essentially like th- that, that's what I was doing. I was trying to like, I was trying to like get experience and gain levels and stuff like that. But I mean, there wasn't a whole bunch to do and it seemed like it ended way before you got to like any kind of interesting things. So I don't know. Oh, the only, the only kind of shit part was by default on the PlayStation five, at least uh, it's 60 frames per, uh, per second on the overworld. And then it's 30 frames per second when you actually fight, which is, it feels terrible. Yeah. I don't like that. It feels absolutely terrible. Uh, going from like a, a smooth 60 frames per second and then dropping to 30 when you're in, when you're actually fighting something, the, just the, the feeling of, smoothness goes away completely it's like it's it feels like it's jittery and it doesn't feel like it feels like it's not even it feels like you're dropping frames it feels awful it felt absolutely awful it, feel, it probably feels um, like you're in full lag when you're in the yeah fight. yeah at first i thought when, when it first uh when i first noticed it i was like wait a minute like is is the game is the game like lagging is it is it having trouble like rendering stuff while I'm fighting. Like it was that bad. Damn. Like I didn't understand what was going on. Like that, if you're going to do a fighting game, like you need to have the fights as smooth as possible. That's yeah. the dumbest decision that Capcom could have made. Honestly, yeah. I don't know why they would have done that. Uh, they, they I, honestly, they probably just did it so that they can make sure that it looks good. Uh, at I guess so. FPS, uh, which so. is fucking stupid as shit. The only benefit for the PlayStation 5, though, is that you should be able to switch it to performance mode. But I couldn't do it because once you actually start the world tour mode, you're unable to change uh, from resolution to performance mode. So I, I haven't tested it out. I didn't feel like going through it again. So we'll see. I think uh, this week they should be dropping demos for the rest of the platforms. So I might try it again on uh, Windows to see to see how that plays. Okay. So I'll see. Yeah, I might try it out on Windows. Uh, we, I mean, we were talking about it in like group chat. It does look like a really fucking fun game. So yeah, it does. It does. I'm I'm more excited just for like the like the legit, I guess, tournament mode or yeah, whatever same. it is. I, I almost um, don't even care about the world tour and all that other shit. I like. I really don't. Like it's it's neat. I guess if it's something like if you're not a hardcore fighting game fan where you're not trying to like you know beat the shit out of other people online then it's like a good distraction. Like yeah. if you're just tired of like beating up on the CPU, mm-hmm. you're tired of getting your ass kicked when you fight online, mm-hmm. world tour mode, and you can have fun with that. I guess it's a uh, something else that yeah. you can do. Nice sidebar, I guess, for the game. Yeah. 
Cool, cool, cool. We also had uh, Nintendo released a indie showcase this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a nice little clip of all that stuff here, and we were going to go through all the games. Did Did you watch this thing the day that it was released? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I wanted to check it out. Um, I think we've talked about this before. the The indie showcase. I think it it's one of the more interesting side of uh you know just video games in general like you know you get your diablo 4s you get your street fighters and things like that but uh having like kind of these these weird little games um with kind of like unique experiences that aren't really suited for like a triple a game or even a double a game yeah uh it's just nice to see like what people are coming up with to like especially for like on the artistic side so maybe it's not like the most technical game ever mm-hmm but they have an interesting art style and they're doing interesting things with it. So that's basically what my, uh, where my interest kind of comes in with. So, uh, first game they showed off was Mineko's night market. Um, this one is, this one's interesting. This one is kind of like, uh, God, what resetera? That's not, it's not reset era. Um, this was like a, this was like a popular uh, video game genre, like in like the t- 2010s or something like that. Oh. Essentially, is you are a shop owner. Um, we don't know like what the purpose of this is. Um, I think uh, it's like cat based or something like that. Some mystical cat bullshit. But essentially, you can um, go out uh, to like the overworld, find find items. And then take it back to your shop to sell the items, like that kind of stuff. Um, that seems to be what it is, you know, just kind of like with a uh, a focus on cats and shit. Yeah, the uh, cat god or whatever that like disappeared and yeah, all that other stuff. It's a it's a really pretty looking game. Uh, the art style kind of drew me in. I I don't know if this game is for me, um, but I don't know shit. It's probably like a. Since this shopkeeper game is probably like a twenty-hour game or something like that, so not yeah, not too crazy long. I I will say like the um the one that I played back in the day, uh man, let me what the fuck. I know oh they had God. like Moonlighter and shit like that. Um, I don't I can't think of another shopkeeper game. Oh my God, uh, I can't. I actually played played the fuck out of one for a little bit. Let me God, let me launch fucking Steam so I can find it. It's been <laughs> it's been such a long time. Um but uh the this one was cool. Uh I don't know if uh Mineko's Night Market's gonna be like this, but essentially the game that I'm talking about starts you off uh with a debt, right? So you start off like being, I don't know, like ten thousand dollars in debt or whatever. So uh essentially you have uh Reseteer. It's called Reseteer and Items Shop Tales. So basically, mm-hmm. uh, you, like I said, so you start off with the debt that you have to repay. So uh, you can set up shop and you can go out to like these overworlds and go through maps. It's kind of like a uh, sort of like a dungeon crawler, like an over, okay, okay. like a, uh, yeah, overhead dungeon crawler. So you kill enemies and you collect loot. And you keep going until I think I forget if you die. I don't remember if you lose everything or if you just if your run ends and you get sent back to the shop. 
but uh, essentially you want to go deeper into the dungeon so you can get better items and then, you know, take it back to your shop, sell it, get enough to um, pay off the debt and, you know, kind of like win the game or whatever. So I have a feeling Mineko's was probably similar to that. Um, I'm not too sure if they, it looks pretty similar. I don't know. They didn't show off any of the, uh, the combat, so it could be just like finding stuff, which seems kind of garbage, but hey, whatever. Yeah. I mean, um, the game just might be about exploration, really, so. It could be, yeah. Might not be much of a, a fighting thing. Yeah. Uh, next one was My Time at Sandrock. This is a sequel to My Time at Porsche, which I did not play. I bought it. I just never played it. I think I, I have it on two systems. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know why i do but I, I, i'm pretty sure that i do i mean i guarantee you that i probably i've probably got it in like a humble bundle sale mm-hmm. or like a steam bundle like a long time ago i i probably have it i think everybody probably has it they just never played it yeah um so this seems to be kind of so you're in a post-apocalyptic desert community, so you have to gather resources, restore buildings, and make friends with the locals, blah, blah, blah. It's It sounds like a, a village simulator or something mm-hmm. like that. I think it's uh, something like Animal Crossing, but without all the stress. Really? It sounds maybe. like it's Animal Crossing just like beating the... Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe there isn't. Yeah, like there's there's the you know combat and stuff in here, uh, and yeah, collecting yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But like Animal Crossing has like all these debts and all this dumb shit you have to do, like all these weird little things. Um, this is probably less cozy than Animal Crossing, maybe. I don't know. Probably, yeah, probably less cozy. Yeah, yeah. you're right. No, I I own my time at Porsche for sure. No, never mm-hmm. touched it. Yep, never launched that thing. No, not even once. Um, next up, it's uh, played up. This is a roguelike management simulator. So uh, if you've played like Overcooked or anything like that, it's kind of like that, except it's a little bit more involved where you can, uh, I guess, create automations in the kitchen to kind of help you produce some of the food. So, you you know, you can team up with uh, multiple people. And um, I don't know, I guess it's a uh, it's more of a. <clears throat> A faster-paced version of Overcooked, if you've ever played that. That's what it looks like. Uh, it was really popular, I think, uh, either earlier this year or last year. Like, played Up people, was? Like, played up, yeah, Played Up blew oh. the fuck up. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of people streaming the fuck out of Played Up. Damn. So, <clears throat> it's finally coming in Nintendo Switch. Uh, looks like it's October, something like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's release dates attached to this. Uh, my time at Sandrock is looks like this is all this is a summer release, mm-hmm. and Mineko's Night Market is September 26th. Played up is October. Uh, Quilts and Cats of Calico is next. Apparently, it's adapted from a real a real life tabletop game called Calico. Um, all right. Uh, basically, it's making patterns for on a quilt or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know it's it seems like it's cat focused as well um there's a lot of cat shit in uh in in this fucking direct yeah this um, yeah this is a fucking weird direct I, I think this game is a lot like those uh like settlers of Catan, where you put down like tiles and like build stuff out oh, yeah. so that your cats can like move around and like do shit that yeah that's that's exactly what it looks like yeah i'm glad you noticed that so yeah, they're really uh, 
you can I just cats they're just like we're trying to play a game here you fucking pussy <laughs> yeah I think so did it did it look like the cats like can come in and like fuck up the game or something I don't I don't know it I don't know like they can mess it up. all over the shit yeah they're walking all over and like you can like pet them and stuff so anybody who just if you have like 16 cats in your house then you're probably gonna love this yeah, shit you're gonna love this shit <laughs> love it uh the next one oh the uh cat quilts and cats of calico is this fall so okay look out for that uh rift of the necro dancer uh i didn't know this thing existed um this looks like this looks fucking dope is this like guitar hero necro dancer i it's it's something like like so many other things this this piece right here kind of reminded me of um oh god what is that parappa the rapper where you're like having to do shit and like make your character like dance around and like hit hit beats and they may have just picked up like a bunch of ideas from a shitload of um uh, other uh, rhythm-based games and just threw it all in here. Like a yeah. Wario wear of the Necro Dancer type of thing. Something like sick. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, from the same from the same people that have done all of the Necro Dancer games, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it looks, it actually looks kind of cool. I'm going to lie. I'm not, I'm not much into rhythm games at all. I think I, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, not a fan. Like, I, I wouldn't play it. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule, I tolerated it. Didn't really. I still didn't really like it. But just the fact that it was every like everything was like Zelda based was like super fucking cool. Yeah. Um. This one seems a little bit more like up my alley. Like you said, like it's kind of like a warrior Wario wear. Yeah. Fucking type of game. Uh, with kind of like a, a rhythm based uh, element too. So that's eh, kind of cool. Uh, that will be releasing sometime uh, on the Switch this year. Uh, then. Uh, they did a little bit uh, some of some DLC updates. Uh, a little to the left, cupboards and drawers. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, but apparently it's paid DLC, 25 new puzzles. It just Players looks like there was... Spaces, secret compartments, and other surprising things. I don't know what that means. Yeah, but just from the video, it just looks like there it's it's patterns on a board, and you have objects, and you stick them in the, in the holes. Um, and that unlocks areas, and you like uh, unlocks new puzzle areas inside of a level or something. Oh my God. I remember this. I remember this now. Oh yeah. man. It's like, yeah, pick up the trowel and put it in the spot that looks exactly like where the trowel goes, you know, like uh, people. And you know what? I bet you people who love this game, their house looks like absolute garbage. Ooh, maybe, you know Probably. what? This could be a very good way to cope with, uh, ADHD and like cleaning habits. It's like cleaning, cleaning trainer, like uh, cooking mama. And they still, they still going to Uber eats everything though. <laughs> That's so true. Cooking that mama doesn't teach you how to cook at all. <laughs> uh, the next pack of DLC was from Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. I actually need to check out Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. I, I heard it was actually pretty dope. It's pretty cool. I, I played a couple levels of it. Um, I, I suck at it. Each level has a new gimmick. Um, and every time Shovel Knight or whoever your character is attacks, they also take damage. Certain enemies poison you and other enemies remove poison. There's like certain things drop items. So you have mm-hmm. to like manage how you move around the board um, and attack areas and like turn them into, you know, three of a kind so they disappear. It's it's pretty hectic. Um, and every new board is a little bit faster. Again, new enemies. And so you die a lot. It is roguelite. Um, yikes. Okay. Yeah. It, 
It's cool that the DLC comes out in spring uh, because the games have been out for a fucking while. Like a year. Okay. So. Yeah, I was I was wondering about it because I haven't... I heard uh, the last thing I heard about Shovel Knight was like a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, either way, it's uh, called the Puzzler's Pack DLC. Two new playable characters, quandary challenges, uh, 20 in-game hats to modify runs or pick up uh, relics. So it seems like uh, it's kind of like, um, I guess, like a modifier. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, if you want to like customize like your playthrough, you can th- put on a hat and modify uh, your playthrough. So that's uh, it's free apparently. So it's coming out in spring. So look out for that shit. Yacht Club, in my mind, can do almost no wrong. Like they just, even though this game out of everything that they've made is my least favorite, it's still really fucking good. Right. Yeah, for sure. Definitely check it out. Yacht Club does good shit. Uh, and then next was Cult of the Lamb, Relics of the Old Faith. And it looks like this is uh, an update, and I believe the update is out today. So yeah, uh, it's a free update. Uh, expands the game. Dozens of new items, relics, enemies, uh, cross remixed dungeons. Um, looks like new versions of Guardian Bishops, blah, blah, blah. Unlock a new unlockable quest, permadeath, gauntlet, and boss rush modes. 24th. So that is today. I've been wanting to check out Cult of the Lamb for a while. In Same. fact, I actually got the, uh, I think I got the physical uh, version delivered, I think, a couple of days ago. Oh, shit. From Limited yeah. Run? Uh, I don't think it's Limited Run. I think this was Amazon. So I think oh, it's like, uh, it's, yeah, it's publisher. like a, right. It's, um, I think it's a wide release. Uh, all I remember is this motherfucking game was everywhere on Twitch because it had like a Twitch tie-in. So oh, like, did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your people in chat could roll and become a follower, uh, and then you could vote on like their traits or some shit. It was pretty crazy. Um, like all the streams that I watched who had it, they'd even let their chat vote on like what they were gonna do with the follower, like all this type of stuff. It was really fun. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just like the fact that uh, I basically get to start my own cult and yep. get like to beat the shit out of my followers to make them fall in line. Like that sounds pretty dope. And you get to bury them it. when they die. Um, Hell yeah. You have to clean up their poop. They get sick. It's pretty, it's, it, there's a lot of management inside of the base. Um, and then the combat inside of like the arenas and stuff in the dungeons is, uh is really, really cool. Hell yeah, bitch. Hell yeah. Uh, then we got like uh, oh, donkey, yeah, yeah, animal. Well, <clears throat> not mode. gonna lie, not gonna lie. Um, I did not did not like his appearance. Do you I did mean not like, like his appearance? Not no, physically appearance is not what you're saying. You're talking about like <laughs> no, just no, no, the no, fact no. that he like, was there. I don't. I don't think it brought anything. I didn't think it brought anything to the fucking game at all. No. I mean, I get like they had like, uh, you know, developers doing their their, uh, you know, introductions like they were they were introducing their games. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, he's trying to dunkify the uh, developer. Uh, Billy Basso is the uh, I guess the sole developer that's creating Animal Well. Uh, it didn't really it didn't really land for me. You know, like while Billy Basso is trying to talk about his game, he's like, I've been locked in my room and blah, blah, blah. And Dunky's over there like. Hopping in the, in the in the little river, yeah, like, you know, like on the rocks and, and shit. 
I just like, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like I didn't, I didn't like, the, I didn't like the demo very much. They, well, not the demo, but the trailer they showed off. Yeah. Um, it felt like the last time we talked about this, like it felt like it was a little bit more mysterious. Mm-hmm. Like you're stuck in this place and you're trying to like find these, I guess, uh, helpful creatures and you're learning more about this world. And this seemed more just like some of them you can uh, you can hop on their head to get to reach higher areas type thing. And I was just like, uh, OK, yeah, you can't attack. You're just you're just trying to puzzle solve each each little room. I mean, it's neat. It's a neat concept. It's it's pretty looking uh, if you like that aesthetic, but nothing too crazy. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, no, 100 percent like the the aesthetic is the aesthetic is really well done. Yeah. I like it. Um, so they didn't put out a release I, date on this, did they? No, I don't think so. I think they, it might've been like t- 2024. Yeah. I think there was just an announcement trailer, which is kind of weird. Cause everything else in here has at least a window, uh, like coming soon type of thing, you know, this year. Yeah. Year. I, I think, I think at the end of the presentation, I think they did say something like 2024. So that that that's unfortunate. Um, you know, I understand like it's a single developer and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, like I guess, big mode uh, drive sales mm-hmm. for this game. I mean, Donkey um, has so much, so range. much. Uh, like everybody knows who's who the fuck he is, like in the uh, gaming sphere. So yeah. everybody's gonna see this. He's gonna play it. It's gonna be the only fucking thing that he doesn't literally shit on. Uh, any in his game review, so true. Yeah. So, um, probably probably going to be available a year from now. So, yeah. so check that out. Uh, next one was Crime O'Clock. So apparently, this is kind of like a um, detective type game. Uh, apparently, you get to solve forty cases over space and time. Uh, and I guess like you visit the crime scenes in different eras. And so based on the era that you're in, uh, I guess you could find a clue that you didn't find in other eras. It kind of seemed like a, um, I I wanted to call it like a, a where's Waldo type shit. It's kind of what it seemed like, like, yeah. Cause like it's, it's, it's this, the map and there's just a, it's a whole bunch of shit in there. Right. Yeah. And so I assume like there's like an overarching, like, uh, narrative or something crime or narrative that you're supposed to kind of piece together and so essentially this world is just filled with all of this nonsense and you're in going in and trying to like figure out what's important and what isn't and And not only what is and isn't but when is it important how is it important because like all of the things that you change affect other timelines that you have to go to in that same spot Okay, so, so yeah, so it's like a it's a detective game meets Where's Waldo type yeah. thing. And if you're into that shit, it could be for you. But I mean, I I'm gonna skip I'm gonna skip the shit out of this game. Yeah, I, I June thirtieth. Yeah, June thirtieth. If you're interested, uh, I've actually I actually played a kind of similar game. Mario's missing. This. No, 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 no. Uh, that's that's all it reminds me of and i was like ooh, i'm not playing this i i want to say that it's probably the same motherfuckers who made um 
Cube Escape, uh, a Rusty Lake, or something like that. I don't know. It's um, I I played the game. I I believe it was uh for for the game that I'm working on. I think it was um from the same developers or something like that. Hmm. Or I don't know. Just uh, just playing like these little small mini games to kind of uh get like these little inspirations. But it kind of reminds me of that. Uh, essentially, like you have um a list of items kind of like where uh where's waldo where if uh if you bought did you ever buy any of those big where's waldo's books i had a few of the small ones uh or or, or and then do them like in you know the fucking magazines at uh you know doctor's offices and shit but yeah um well uh i remember like in the like in the book that i had it was like a big one right so you'd open it up to like uh i guess a map mm-hmm. or at least um a scene. I don't know what the fuck you call them. Um, but at the back of the book, uh, it basically gave you like a laundry list of things to kind of like find oh, like yeah, all yeah. of these, like these unique things that you could find in there. And that game that I played was similar to that. And kind of reminds me of crime o'clock oh, that, where that you have like all of these different things that you're supposed to find. And so you basically, uh, you know, scan the entire area. Uh, I think in this game that I played, you can like click on things like click on like bushes to kind of like move them apart to see if there's anything behind it and things like that. So that's what it reminds me of. Uh, apparently, I think this one actually has a uh, physical edition that's getting released as well. I think uh, Amazon, I think, announced a pre-order for it. So June 30th, if that's that's up your alley, go ahead and grab it. Um, you may next up, they had... <laughs> I don't know if that's what that is. Uh, at least this one. Um, I might check it out just because, but I don't know. I'll see. Uh, Tesla Grad 2 and Tesla Grad Remastered. So I never played the game uh, series, but this one actually looked pretty decent. It looked good as fuck. Yeah. Um, so basically, you're using these electromagnetic powers to solve physics based puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the Scandinavian art style. Um, I loved like, it looks just the the fucking backgrounds and stuff when like you're moving around and like, you see the trolls and stuff like walking across the mountains with like big trees and shit coming off of their backs. Like all of the wild, uh, Scandinavian lore that's like thrown into scenes just made me really fucking happy. Yeah. Like I was trying to, I was trying to like figure out a way to like pigeonhole, like what it was. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a little bit of like, uh, like monster, was it monster boy? Like kind of like side scrolling ish. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you have like this dash attack that allows you to kind of like dash, uh, you know, like across, like on the other side of like enemies to attack them and things like that. So it looks really good. Yeah. It's really goddamn good. It seems like a Metroidvania light kind of game too. Yeah. And yeah. That kind of, yeah, that too. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe kind of like a, what's a, what's a little horned bastard. Um, oh God dang it. We talk shit about this game all the time. The one, the, the fucking bug. Yeah. I forget what it is. Uh, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue too, but yeah. it kind of reminds me of that as well. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the the sequel is coming out soon. I don't know if they. Uh oh, uh, it's released. So they, it was kind of like a shadow drop for the yep. for the indies. So the original Tesla Grad game got a remaster. Basically, it looks like it improved some visuals, ten extra challenge levels. Uh, you can buy them separately, or you can 
uh, purchase them bundled together. Uh, they are available on the Switch right now. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, that's the game. Yep. Yeah, okay. I, I think I'm going to uh, pick up this uh, the bundle pack for the Tesla grad games. They look uh, super interesting. I, I'm pretty sure I own Tesla, Tesla grad one, um, but I'd just rather get the remastered version with the extra shit and just have it on one console and be done. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually checking to see if I even own Tesla grad. Uh, I have so many fucking Steam games. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Same, dude. All these fucking bundles and shit from back in the day. Um, the next game they talked about was uh, Shadows Over Loathing, which was a stick figure looking thing uh, yeah, I, with Cthulhu type mythos, weird fucking wild yeah. shit going on, dude. Is Eldritch Horrors. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, uh, I'm so uh, into this. I, I was, I, I'm so upset at the pun that they made. Um, they called it a slapstick RPG. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted, to, I wanted to throw my fucking laptop across the room. I think at this point I had had, I think I muted the stream because I was just over listening to the developers talk. I just wanted to look at the fucking games. Uh, and I know that's not very kind. Uh, Rude. Yeah. Um, but I saw the art style on this, and I was like, just watching it, and I was like, this reminds me of. So many early RPGs, uh, real quirky shit where where developers were just having a good time uh, and just making memorable experiences. Uh, I don't know. It, 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 it has so much nostalgia for me, like looking at this piece of shit. And I was like, I'm totally in. I mean, to be fair, like this reminds me of early internet. Yeah. Do you remember like the fucking, the fucking stick figures, like, yep. in well, like they're doing all the fucking like Kung Fu and just like mm-hmm. all kinds of bullshit like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I was so into that stuff. Yeah. And that's all, what this reminded me of. All of the old um, Newgrounds fucking games. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so here's the thing. And here's the thing about what I love about the whole indie thing mm-hmm. is that you could do bullshit like this. It's like, I can't draw anything. I can draw a fucking stick character. But if you can create an art aesthetic that's consistent throughout the entire fucking game. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if it's a stick figure or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, like there's very limited animations Mm -hmm. for these characters. Like it's very basic. Like there's nothing too, too crazy about it. They keep the same kind of like line, like the, you know, squiggly line line kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. For all of it. Yep. And it just works. Yeah. You know, it just works. So it's crazy. Like there's a, there's a part of it where it looks like it's an RPG or maybe it's like this like battle sim or something like that, where like there, you get a whole bunch of armies together Mm -hmm. and you're fucking like kicking the shit out of each other. It's, it's wild, dude. Yeah. Uh, This is another one that also has a limited version. I believe shadows over loathing was, I think that's a, I think this was Amazon as well. Hmm. I'd have to check it out. Uh, if this, if this has a physical version, then I'll probably get it. I don't know why I just stumbled over trying to say physical. Didn't sound like it came out right, but bro, like I'm the same way. Like I, I stumble over myself for no reason whatsoever. (laughs) Like I've never talked a day in my life. Um, that's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and this, this comes out, oh, it does say, uh, available on switch as of today, uh, of, of the, um, Oh, at the end of your exit. So, yeah, it's, it's apparently it's out already. Fall. 
So. Yeah. So uh, go check it out. Like I, I, I was kind of like, uh, I thought about it when I, when I saw the announcement of the physical edition, I was like, wait a minute. And just like, did I like this? I don't remember. So uh, I might, I might go back and check it out. I think the, uh, the shadows of loathing, I think this one had like a little bit of, a little bit of things with it. Hmm. Fuck. Uh, anyways, if I find it, I'll, I'll pass it over to you, but, okay. uh, looks like the physical edition is going to be out this fall. So it's not going to be available immediately. Um, then the next one, uh, I didn't know was coming along, uh, blasphemous Two. This was so a complete this, fucking, uh, I, I had zero expectation that there was ever going to be a blasphemous Two. Yeah, no, for real. Like I, I, I had no clue that it was a thing. Um, but apparently it is. So it's just more of the same. Uh, it's actually releasing not too, uh, not too far from now. It's this summer. Yep. So we're in April. So like it got, it got like two, three months before summer ends. So, uh, good luck for the developers. Uh, I was part of the original, um, Kickstarter for the first one. And that bitch took a while to come out. So yeah. hopefully uh, it looks like maybe they got enough funding uh, and they're going to go ahead and uh, release this bitch out quick. Yeah. Uh, this, the only thing that, that I saw that was different about this one versus the original is just that you have what, four, four additional weapons or something like that. I, I think that's what they said. There's Some more additional weapons. Shit. Yeah. Um, and so that extends your gameplay loop. Um, Blasphemous one beat the absolute shit out of me. I've played it three or four times and uninstalled it three or four times. Um, uh, I, I need to give it another shot. Everybody keeps saying that it's like one of the best fucking, uh, hardcore Metroidvanias that they've played other than, um, the one with the bug that I already forgot the fucking hollow Knight. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, like, uh, you know, getting good, like it, it works to a certain extent. And then it's just like, am I even enjoying myself? Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> don't feel too bad. I'm not going to feel bad. I, I, I'll, I may play blasphemous or try blasphemous one again. And if I fucking hate it, I'm just not going to go to blasphemous two. This is a game that's very specifically for sadistic people. I think so. Fair. Um, that's fair. This next one, uh, man, uh, I, I'm totally sold on oxen free Two lost signals. Two lost signals. Yeah. This dude. looks sick as fuck, dude. This is, this sings to the stranger things, fucking 80 sci-fi fucking weirdo inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes out on switch on July 12th. July 12th. Yes. Uh, it's like uh, time and space manipulation using electromagnetic waves from a fucking shortwave, uh, AMF and radio boombox thing that they walk around with. Mm-hmm. But, and and they keep getting into areas where everyone's either dead or no one exists. And you have like a little walkie talkie that allows you to connect interdimensionally to like people you may or may not know. And that's how you unlock stories and how to like progress the game. Seems really fucking neat. Seems really <laughs> fucking neat. There's also like a side story where somebody else has unlocked the same technology as you. And they're trying to open rifts around the world uh, to destroy everything. So damn yeah yeah it uh looks really fucking good yeah um i'm kind of upset that i didn't uh catch the the first game to be honest same i if if i would have known the first game was even like remotely close to this i probably would have played it right uh and uh the uh the switch version oh god they only released it in limited run Mm. so oxen free 
the one version of the game that I can see right now that I, it looks like it's still sealed. Three days left to go. $112 Yikes. on eBay so far. Yeah. yeah I'm going to skip on that. Yeah, bitch. Um, next one was was really interesting too. Paper Trail. This is this is the start of their kind of like sizzle reel, which is like kind of terrible because one of the games at the end, like they they really fucked over apparently. So Paper Trail was interesting because they, it's it's like a it's like an origami type thing. So basically, you're sliding like halves of sheets. Yeah, to reveal, you know what I mean like, to solve puzzle story and stuff, dude. That one looked really fucking good too. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know if they have a release date for that, but uh, it looks good. Like, like I said, like this is the this is the entire reason that I like the indies mm-hmm. is because you get like weird shit like this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Ah, August two thousand twenty three. So okay. it's coming out. It's coming out later this year, not too far from now. Uh, but it looks pretty dope. Um, so next game, another cat game. Uh, little kitty big, little kitty big city. It looks like it's a legit, just like cat simulator. Yep. You're just trying to so avoid people and get pet, fucking wear hats and shit. Yeah. So like, hey man, uh, twenty twenty four. If you're if you love cats, we Nintendo was all about like farms and shit. Um, the last indie showcase. Now yeah. it's all about cats. So I, I uh, get if, your kitty fixed. I think if people like Stray, they might like this. Uh, this is just like Stray Light type of thing. I guess so. Um, I think you're right. I think you're less right. Less impactful, like, but, just more fun. Yeah. Um. To be fair though, I think Little Kitty Big City is probably way more. Like my phone is blowing the fuck up. God damn it. Shut the fuck up. Um, but uh, it, it it was definitely less about being a cat. Like it had like cat things that you could do because you are playing a cat. But the idea of being a cat was one of the last things. Like uh, that was really a part of the experience. Oh, okay, this one okay. seems more just like I'm a fucking cat. I'm gonna do cat things. Pet me, kind of yeah. shit. Um, the next game, uh, Chance of Senar, like this one, I, I don't, I'm not really too sure exactly what kind of game it is, but it looks really fucking good. Like, I love the art style. I don't remember this one at all. Yeah. Like I said, it was part of the sizzle reel. So this is probably like shown on the screen for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, but it's got a really great, uh, like solid line drawn, uh, art aesthetic. Hmm. Um, it, it looks like it's like puzzle based. So, uh, it's probably one of these things where you are kind of like in this ancient world and you're kind of solving, I guess, puzzles within kind of like that time period. So you may not exactly understand. You have to use like, you know, visual cues and just kind of like context clues in order to like figure out what to do. Hmm. But at least for me, it looks it looks really interesting. The I really like the art style as well. And that comes out uh, pretty soon, September 5th of this year. September 5th? Apparently uh, so. Yeah. yeah. I did see this other one, uh, Brotato, uh, during the reel. And the only reason God I even it. noticed it was just uh, 
It's the name of another fucking guy on Twitch. Uh, I don't know if this guy streams or anything, but he's just like always in a bunch of chats that I'm in. Um, it's <laughs> I don't even remember what this game is about. Uh, it's vampire. It's vampire survivor. That's basically it. Oh, that's it. God damn it, dude. I'm so tired of fucking vampire survivor games. Yeah, uh, that's that's literally it. Like if you look at it, it's legit vampire survivor. Mm. You're a fucking potato. You get a whole bunch of swarms of enemies. You probably don't control the the weapons at all. They just kind of shoot and you earn coins, get upgrades. That's fucking it. All it is is tapping into like the hysteria that Vampire Survivor was. So uh, I think Vampire Survivor, I think recently came out with like another update, but mm-hmm. man, who gives a shit? I, I got that update and I already finished. I have two things left to do in Vampire Survivor and I'm fucking done with that game completely. I play it every night to go to sleep. It puts me to sleep instantly. It is boring It really as fuck. does. It really um, does. It, it also taps into that. <laughs> uh, I, I want to feel like I'm playing a game type of feeling. So, yeah. So yeah. it there, so there's some kind of like it. It gives you some kind of brain juice that that satisfies yeah. that that kind of like thing. I got it. I yeah. Got it. But uh, Brotato comes out uh, sometime this year. They didn't sometime say. this year. Yeah. Uh, the next game, uh, something that I'm probably going to pick up because this is this is kind of similar to to what I'm uh, going to be creating. Uh, this is Escape Academy, the complete edition. So basically, it's an escape room simulator. Essentially, it's just uh, a whole bunch of puzzle solving. So it's uh, taking a room and then you know solving a puzzle to get an item to use somewhere else in the room blah 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 and you you know eventually you get to the to the finale where you escape the room like man escape rooms were were like huge like was a couple like a year or so like before covid yeah i remember everybody was going to fucking escape rooms people are still doing it though no shit yeah well i guess if you if it if it tickles that part of your brain kind of like a uh, vampire survivor does then mm-hmm. this is probably the game that you want to play uh, that is uh, Escape Room Academy, the complete the complete edition, fall two thousand twenty three. Uh, the next was Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. It's a fucking Five Nights at Freddy's game. This one's actually pretty fucking crazy. I watched a bunch of people play this when it came out before on other systems. Um, it's really yeah. Uh, if this is the same one. It looked the same. It might not be. This may be a new fucking Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, if it is, it looked exactly like the fucking last one. And so I thought this was just a re-release. Now I'm confused. Uh, either way, if it's like the last one, it's spooky as fuck. If you like Five Nights at Freddy's, you're going to like this. If you don't, yeah. uh, forget yeah. it exists. It, I mean, I guess if... Uh... If you're 15 years old and uh, you watch YouTube, you you've probably already nights. seen. Yeah. You've probably seen people play the fuck out of this already. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This son of a bitch. 14 million subscribers. 38 million views on his uh, playthrough of uh, Security Breach. God damn. He That's looks wild. like a fucking chode too. God damn it. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not a fucking Zoomer dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, just, we can revel in the fact that we can 
afford houses because we were born just early enough. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Well, well this asshole's going to be able to afford a house, but uh, yeah, everybody yeah. who's watching him is not going to be able to. Mm-hmm. Fucking get him. Get him. Get him. Fucking crash the market. Um, crash. <laughs> uh, so yeah so security breach is out now on the switch yeah. if you're 12 years old and uh, want to play something scary if you're 12 years old and watching this thank you for supporting us be sure to uh, never comment that you're 12 years old tell us you're 18 god damn it next one was uh, bomb rush cyberfunk I, I, yeah. I, I didn't even see this nobody this did this is, this is a, kind over. of like a a jet set radio oh, oh, kind of. I did see this. This looks good as fuck. Yes, yeah. this is basically a, a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. They they showed like ten Mom seconds. Bomb rush cyberpunk. Yes, they fucking did. Yeah. And as soon as you saw it, it's just like this is fucking Jet Set Radio. And it's like, thank you for joining us on the Nintendo Indie Showcase. And you're like, you motherfuckers. Yeah. This is the How game the out of everything. This is what I wanted to hear about. This shit looked good as fuck. Yeah, do like it is legit fucking jet set radio mm-hmm. like down to the aesthetic just like the way the motherfucker skates i'm just yep. like this is jet fucking set radio i love the Holy combos shit. that you have to do to like uh spray paint on the wall they showed like this zigzaggy yeah. fucking uh pattern you have to like paint on your fucking switch there was so many cool things that they showed like so fast and you're just like i was i felt overwhelmed watching it and i was like i need to see more of this fucking game it's it looks so goddamn good. Yeah. It looks so good. Yeah. If if you were even mildly interested in Jet Set Radio, this is the closest you're gonna get to like a modern version of this game. Like I think I've heard that Sega is supposedly either creating a remake or a new game in the Jet Set uh jet set series but Honestly, like this I'd is like to see them do a remake and not fuck it up probably yeah so we'll we'll have to we'll have to see about that uh apparently it's been part of like some internal kind of like testing uh that they've been putting out kind of like a focus group testing mm. to see if uh you know people would be interested in like uh i think that it's it's been also tied with uh, persona 3 doing like a full-blown remake of persona 3 mm-hmm along with Jet Set. So we'll, we'll see about that. But uh, if that doesn't come into fruition, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk comes out on the 18th. Like, you'll probably want to check that shit out. Okay. So Chance of Sinar just rolled through, and, and the sizzle reel and behind us on YouTube. Uh, I totally forgot what the fuck that was. That game looks sick as fuck. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I just wanted to say that uh, before we moved on to our next topic. So we're going to bring back the L's. Uh, This one, this one's, this one's a little interesting. So um, Nintendo copyright struck a YouTuber called Point Crow. Mm -hmm. And usually you don't see this happen because this son of a bitch has like 1.5 million subscribers on his channel. Yeah. You don't really see him like target, like high profile people (laughs) like that. Yeah. So. Nintendo went out of their way to drop two strikes on this YouTuber because they had taken issue with the fact that he had this Breath of the Wild multiplayer mod, and I think he was doing a YouTube video over it, right? So apparently what happened was that Nintendo 
claimed the multiplayer. I don't remember if it was the multiplayer video exactly, but Nintendo put out a claim on one of the videos, one of the Breath of the Wild videos, I think. And so YouTuber, being a YouTuber, was just like, yo, it's my right to post this stuff. And so they essentially responded back, fair use. And uh, Nintendo was like, nah. And so they gave him two strikes to basically say, hey, man, uh, we could totally nuke your entire fucking YouTube channel if you don't fucking take that shit down. And I think that's essentially what he's done. Yeah. I, I actually went to the, uh, the Point Crow's uh, YouTube, video, uh, YouTube channel, and it's been basically scrubbed of all that what? shit. Like, the last video that he had was from, like, three weeks ago. And this dude is somebody who is supposed to, I think, I think he puts up, like, a couple of videos a week. Yeah. he He's such a, like, a big uh, Nintendo fan, too. I'm pretty sure he did a... Uh, yeah, he did. He did do a Mario Party uh, event where he bought a, brought a bunch of streamers in and they built a Mario Party oh, board in real that's life. Right. Uh, that shit was funny as fuck. Uh, Pay Money Wubby's wife, girlfriend, whatever she is, mm-hmm. uh, Alex, was involved in that. A bunch of other streamers were involved in that. It was really fucking good to watch. Um, this dude makes incredible content using Nintendo's IP. Um. And not not in a way to demean the IP or to sell some bullshit. He's just fair use type of shit that you're allowed to do as a content creator or as an artist, right? No, uh, you're absolutely wrong. Okay, bet. Yep. Nintendo said, so, "Fuck that shit." Basically, mm-hmm. so um, I've always been interested in this kind of. Uh, part of like the whole legal legal aspect of of this kind of shit mm-hmm. i've always thought it's interesting that people who spend their career i guess if you want to call it doing one thing and we ran into this with uh like wood right mm-hmm. so beat em up woods was essentially a nintendo what, what do you call ambassador. Them? ambassador yep. yeah so if you become a nintendo ambassador basically you know motherfuckers say jump and you're like how high boss like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. because if they take their ambassadorship away like you you lose all kinds of opportunities right you might not get any more game codes uh you might not get sponsorships you might not get you know sent to events to cover interviews nothing all right yeah so unfortunately for point crow this is actually uh an instance of that uh so when this kind of went down, I actually found a uh, uh, a lawyer on YouTube. Uh, his name is uh, Moon. I forget his YouTube channel name, but essentially, he basically comes out and reiterates that all of this, like whole, like fair use shit, like nah, like up. it doesn't really matter. Uh, anything a mod is considered copyright infringement. The video. Everything that you post, essentially copyright infringement. Holy fuck. The thing is, the company has essentially a social, a social contract between you and the person who is the content creator. Mm-hmm. And the social contract is basically put in place until Nintendo decides not to. So as long as you play nice, as long as you do all the things that Nintendo wants you to do, 
you're okay with it. But they can revoke that contract at any time, whenever they want. How does that work then with uh, content creators who are doing like crowd control in Nintendo games? I assume that technically, if they feel like it's no skin off their ass, they're not going to bother with it. Mm. But to kind of like, I guess, give a little bit more information. Point Crow was not just somebody who was creating content. He actually commissioned the multiplayer mod for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So he paid $10,000 for somebody to create a mod. Yeah. And I think that was probably the crux of what Nintendo didn't like. So basically, they weren't happy about it. And they're like, nah, we don't want you to post this. And he was like, fair use. And he was, and Nintendo was like, bet. Yeah, called him on his shit. Uh, I, my, my guess here in, inside of this is it's, if it's posted up on YouTube and anybody can search it and find it, it creates a false expectation of what Breath of the Wild is for the community. Good. Um, and so that, that falsifies like their IP. Uh, it makes it something that's uh, something that they can't sell uh, and hold up to in like the public eye. So in that case, if he's manipulated the IP uh, outside of, um, I guess their 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 social contract that they're agreeing to with us, then yeah, they're going to come back on you just the same way if you do anything with like any Disney IP, right? So Disney yeah. comes at you hard, so. So it's one of those things where the there is no protections for the content creator. Mm-hmm. Those don't exist. Like you are not, there's no implicit contract. There is no implicit understanding of an agreement between you and the company. That's not what like the end user license agreement, the, the content like policy that Nintendo has about how you're posting videos and how you're posting images. That is not, that is not a binding agreement. It is not a contract between two parties. It is just saying like, hey, we won't sue you. We won't do anything. We won't try to take down your content if you kind of follow these guidelines. But at the same time, we can revoke these guidelines. We can change what we believe these guidelines mean at any time. Okay. Like if you remember in the early days of the Switch, Nintendo was like coming down hard on people just putting out switch content yeah they wanted you you to sign up to like shit yeah they wanted to they wanted you to sign up for like this what nintendo creators program Mm -hmm. or some bullshit like that and what they were going to do is they would pre-approve any of the nintendo content that you would post and they would also i think get a cut right yeah like they would get a cut of the monetization of that as well yep of course they found out that people were just like that fucking sucks that's draconian we're not going to do it. And Nintendo was like, oh, fine. You know, fine, they kind of you just make shit. Yeah. But it's the same kind of bullshit, you know? So Nintendo kind of gave this whole blanket, just kind of understanding that, hey, we're going to, we're going to kind of let you do that. You know, we're going to, as long as you don't, as long as you don't like do things we don't want you to do, you do whatever the fuck you want. But as soon as you cross that line, you know, we're going to we're going to fucking smack you up the side of the head yep. and let you know, like fucking big Nintendo dick over here. Yeah. Like it'd be a shame. Ass. Yeah. It'd be a shame to bust open that asshole, wouldn't it? Just Damn. don't don't fuck around. Yeah. And apparently 
he fucked around and he found out, unfortunately. That sucks, um, man. He's such a good fucking content creator, too. I'm, you know, and I'm sure he is, too. I'm sure he is, too. It's it's something that I've kind of had just thinking at the back of my head where it's just it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous just to base your your identity, base your content off of like a single game company, a single property. Oh, yeah, because it is so easy. It is so easy for somebody just to come around and just pull that rug out from underneath you. Mm-hmm. And if that's all you're known for, like pivoting would suck. So unfortunately, um, maybe Breath of the Wild was just too new of a game to fuck with. You yep. know what I mean? If they had done maybe some Ocarina of Time, uh, Majora's Mask type shit, multiplayer, maybe a Link to the Past multiplayer, something like that. Some old it, shit. Some old shit. Nintendo probably wouldn't have given a fuck. No, oh, because they already do that with fucking uh, the speedruns on AGDQ. Yeah. Uh, like they do modded Link to the Past uh, fucking multiplayer shit. Yeah. So. so they'll do shit like that. But Breath of the Wild, I think it's a little bit too new. It's you know too new, I mean? and they're about to launch the fucking new. part two of this shit. So it is a super sensitive IP for them. Super sensitive. Yeah. It's actually he, you know, he he fucked around. He found out real fast. Um, Yeah. It makes me wonder why they didn't swing so hard at wood. Uh, Not trying to put that out into the universe. Uh, That poor guy doesn't fucking need any more drama in his life right now. But well, to be fair, wood was an ambassador at least. He was. Yeah. But like, you know, he just got the fucking the switch early, got all this other shit early, like on some black market bullshit where some dude probably stole it. Right. Like. And then that is true. That is true. Oh man, conspiracy. You know, maybe Woods an amb- has been an ambassador this entire time and has been using that excuse for sympathy. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not. I, I'm gonna trust him for. I'm gonna trust Ooh. him at his, at his word. I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna trust him at his word. Damn, you put that out in the fucking universe. I did. I did. Um, you heard it here first. Woods a line, bitch. Um, damn. Damn. Damn, man. You hate but, to hear it. But you're right, though. Like, um, <laughs> when when he busted out that switch, mm-hmm. I was like, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Like, I get, like, the clout and the subs and the view count. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know either. And <laughs> that's why he, he said he recorded the video weeks, if not months, before oh, they announced it, right? Like, he was talking about yeah. it on video, and he goes, I'm still hesitant to post this, but here it is. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, what was it? I I saw the video when he posted it, and I think he interrupted the video uh, to do like a little update because I think he said that uh, he confirmed which Switch firmware I think was Mm -hmm. on the the Switch because he was scared to, he was scared to turn it on, right? Yeah. And he's like, I turned it on. And uh, I think he said based on the Switch firmware, he kind of gave a, a date to when like the switch was manufactured. So I think has been kind of pointed out by multiple people. This bitch has been kind of sitting around for a while. Yeah. Like a you know year what I mean? more. Yeah. Yeah. So they've had this ready to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, we were getting leaks about the uh, box art and everything else. Like fucking almost six months ago. Has it been that long? 
It feels like it. Maybe it's been four months, but it was definitely last year. So it's it's probably been around for a while. Nintendo's been holding on to it for a bit. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. He's fine so far. Um the Point Nintendo Crow. podcast is still fine so far. I mean, like, yeah, well, actually, you know, Nintendo, uh, I think it's the Nintendo podcast. I think they had Point Crow on to talk about this mm, for a little bit. I have to check it out. If not, because I saw a short uh, where Wood was kind of talking to Point Crow about it. But, uh, you know, you're right. Like, dude, seems he seems like a good, he seems like a good guy. And it's just unfortunate that, um, you know, like this kind of stuff happens. I think I think the the biggest takeaway is that we have this kind of um, false understanding of what we believe our rights to be. Oh yeah. yeah. And so what ends up happening is that we just kind of perpetuate this, this false, this falsity of Mm -hmm. like what exactly we can and can't do for these things. And it just seems like a punch in the face when we find out just like, how little rights we have when it comes to like this kind of content. Yeah. And, and inside the, the corporate loop, like you do not have exactly many rights. Like you're right. And, and, and you see this a lot, like in uh U.S. content creators, right? Because we have freedom of speech. Like we have all the access to like most of the internet that the world doesn't have access to. We get to do all kinds of wild shit. Um, and so we really press the buttons a lot over here. We definitely do. Um, and, and, and corporate, <laughs> Uh, Japan, corporate US, corporate fucking Europe. Motherfuckers don't play around. Don't fuck with their shit. Yeah. Uh, because they're comfortable. Especially you. in Japan. Especially yeah. in Japan. Like the whole like modding thing. I think literally modding is illegal. Like straight up. Damn. And um, the so the YouTuber who I stole this video from, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Mooney, but uh, he even points out he even points that out that the um, well not in this video. I'm sorry. I think it's one. Uh, where he basically dashes the hopes of Mother Three ever coming to the U.S., um, but essentially he he said that the copyright law, the way it's handled in Japan, is that the the uh, burden of proof on the person fighting against the law mm-hmm. is so much higher than it is in the U.S. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So, like the the hurdle that you have to jump to successfully plead your case of like fair use or whatever in Japan is way higher than it is in the U S Oh, we have in the U S at least a little bit of understanding. Like, you know, this is kind of like a, um, I don't even want to call it like a, it's like a parasocial relationship or, uh, uh, what is like, it's like a fucking, like you're a cow and you have like those bugs that eat, eat shit off the, off the cow. Cause like, yeah. Oh, kind of a parasite. It's kind of like a symbi- symbiotic, symbiotic relationship. Okay, okay. Sort of. Right. So just like, don't fuck with us. We won't fuck with you. Here's, here's what, here's what you're going to need to do mm-hmm. in order to not like have us come down on you. Just like, don't fuck up that kind yeah. of thing. And so they have an understanding, but you, you have, you know, people like point crow who don't want to just play the goddamn game, you know, just like speed runners. Like they want to have, they, they're going to do a challenge run. They're going to do like a resident evil Four, no, you know, like knife only, yeah. you know, type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're going to do something crazy to, to play the game in a way that isn't necessarily intended, but you're going to try anyways. Yeah. And we start, we start adding mods into the mix and things get a little weird. And then Nintendo doesn't like it. And then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're facing your YouTube channel getting uh, fucking nuked. Yeah. 
your whole career just gone boom it's just out boom yeah yep and 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 not following up and not uh kind of adhering to their cease and desist requests i mean that you just go to court i and i think that's kind of i think that's kind of where he fucked up yeah he uh did not comply to the cease and uh the cease and desist mm-hmm. uh he decided to fight it and so I think at this point, he's opened himself up to a legit lawsuit from Nintendo. Whether or not they actually go through and do it, that's really up to them. But I think if he he shuts the fuck up, takes down all the videos, never talks about it again, Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be all right. Yeah. But if if he gets a little brave... Like he's gonna get smacked the fuck down by Nintendo, like straight up. Yeah, he's too. In my my opinion, he's uh he's too young to uh, roll the dice like this. Agreed. And um, and I and again to bring it back to, I think we have like this false sense of like what our real rights are mm-hmm. when it comes to this because we keep telling ourselves like it's fair use, just posting gameplay video, like just posting this, posting that. It's fair use. It's fair use. But Nobody really knows what that is until we go to court. Yep. You know, yep. you don't really know what your rights are. Yep. It's it's one of those things where we think it's fair use, but it's more like Nintendo doesn't want to waste their time. Mm-hmm. You know what so, I mean? So, for instance, uh, something else that's kind of neat is public figures like Will Smith or LeBron James or whatever. You're mm-hmm. allowed to paint photos of them or paint pictures or do illustrations or whatever. And you can right. sell it. You can create your own t-shirts and you can sell it. Right. It's totally fine until they say, I don't like what you're doing. And they can just come with you at a cease with a cease and desist. And you fucking have to stop. Uh, and these motherfuckers will sue the shit out of you. The, um, one of my uh, old coworkers uh, started doing this on the side where he was making prints of uh just astro players and stuff like that when really okay yeah and he opened up a print shop he got he bought like a fucking fifty thousand dollar printer put it in his apartment or house whatever yeah fucking wild dude inevitably he was making like half a mil a year doing this shit was balling and still working with us still at his regular job because he's like i know this shit ain't gonna last forever but he was making fucking money just off T-shirt prints, uh, posters. I think he started doing like other weird shit. Uh, and then he made a print of a semi-famous fucking actor who lived in Florida at the time. Guy's like career was mm-hmm. like in the shit. And uh, he saw that um, he, he, he put up a picture of him on the site and was, it was fucking selling. And he put up a cease and desist, and he he was like, "The only way I'm not going to sue you, you take down your whole motherfucking site." Damn. So his whole livelihood, boop, just gone. Just like that. Yeah, just had to take the motherfucker down. He went and talked to a lawyer. The lawyer's like, "This dude's coming for you. He makes lawsuits about this shit all the time. You're fucked." So. God damn. Yeah. Pretty fucking uh, wild. Uh. So uh, again, fair use is fair use until it's fucking not. When that other person with that social <laughs> contract goes, I did not agree to this, even yeah. though I did, I did not agree to it. So, so you actually brought up a good point. It's, it's one of these things 
like I think once you cross like a certain monetary threshold, mm-hmm. you probably should pass a lawyer by the you should probably pass this by a lawyer at some point you know what i mean yeah. i'm not saying that yeah. i'm not saying that point crow well maybe he he's gotten to the point where he generates enough income mm-hmm. where he needs to like yo like i'm gonna commission this ten thousand dollar multiplayer mod like uh, you might want to swing you might want to start swinging some of this stuff by a lawyer. People won't you know even I mean? with, with the steam deck coming out. Right. And everybody knows the steam deck can emulate switch. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers won't even show switch emulation on a steam deck on their channel. They will mention it, but they will not show it. Yep. Definitely the Nintendo big channels, was- maybe small channels might, but these big channels are not fucking rolling the dice on that because they know they're getting fucking Hell no. Yeah. What was it? I think it was, uh, I think it was Valve. I think mm-hmm. it was Valve. They accidentally took a, I think it was like a screenshot of uh, the deck itself. Yeah. And I think it was uh, Ryujin or like one of the Switch emulators mm-hmm. that was like a tile in the background. And they replaced that motherfucker quick. They did the same thing with uh, Genshin Impact, and they had to fucking replace that because they were like, oh, Genshin Impact is not uh, available on this device, but we got it on here somehow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you gotta gotta, gotta be careful, man. You gotta be real careful because Nintendo doesn't fucking play, so. Yeah, Nintendo don't don't play. Yeah, Um, I don't know either. It's, it's, um... It's just something that a lot of people who are like Nintendo content creators mm-hmm. really need to start evaluating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's unfortunate that, you know, we've come to think that we understand like what we are within our rights to do mm-hmm. until it just isn't like yeah. you said. And, yeah. Um, it can go bad for you real quick, unfortunately. So yeah. Yeah, you might want to you might want to double think like uh, your your current lot in life and uh, maybe uh, what do you call it? Uh, don't put all your eggs in in the Nintendo basket. Kind of yeah. spread yourself around a little bit because at any point in time, the big end can just be like, nah, like, yeah. you know what? Like, we don't we don't really want content creators to to post videos of our games anymore. So uh, we're just not going to let you guys do it unless you're an ambassador or something and give us. And give us that 30%. Yeah. Dude, imagine once they sweep, when, if they've decided to make that change and sweep it across like Twitch or some shit like that. Yeah. Like that shit is dead. Dude, we, uh, so to kind of give uh, a little bit of insight, mm-hmm. the Wii U was a terrible failure for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. The Switch came out, kind of reversed their fortune. Nintendo is High, high off that switch hit right now. Yep. You know what? We are dumb enough to buy 50 million copies, was it, of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, a game that they had already released on the Nintendo Wii U. Mm -hmm. We are buying the fuck out of these games. There are, was it like, I think Luigi's Mansion 3 sold like 20 million or something stupid like that. You know, like that kind of shit. Nintendo could sell a brick for 60 bucks and we'd buy the fuck out of it. Yeah. And they, not only that, but they're, they're selling so many other fucking, uh, old games and shit on multiple systems. I mean like the DSIware shit that came out on the Nintendo 3DS sold like fucking gangbusters. Uh, all the old releases on the switch that are coming back over, like all these ports, like fucking, Mm -hmm. um, 
Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Selling like fucking crazy. Uh, they re-released the Wonderful 101. Like, there's just... These motherfuckers are constantly just re-releasing shit over and over again uh, to bloat the Switch library, I think, yeah. and to regain some of the cost uh, when they developed games for the the Wii U and those motherfuckers didn't sell. So, At a certain point, because we're just giving them way too much money, like they could certainly just say, we don't need you guys anymore. Yeah. Like, we've already trained you to purchase all of these games. Yeah. And we can, we know you're going to purchase tens of millions of this and make us gobs of money. Mm-hmm. The only time you're going to be able to get Nintendo content is to come in to the Nintendo YouTube channel. Like That's it'll be it. like Nintendo YouTube channel and fucking IGN. And that'll be it. That'll yep. be where you get your fucking uh, first party uh, release news and shit like that. Man, it's a, uh, you know, that that could be a bleak future. Uh, hopefully Nintendo doesn't go down that route. Hopefully um, they don't. Yeah. Good don't, luck to Point Crow. Good luck yeah, to Point Crow. Good luck to him. Good luck to all those other uh, ambassadors and stuff out there. Um, For sure. Fucking, fucking really wild. Um, before we close out this topic, though, uh, or, or I guess close out the podcast, I wanted to get your thoughts on what was your your big like and maybe your big dislike or something Something your big miss that you just don't even give a shit about uh, with the indie uh, direct. Uh, fucking Brotato can go fuck off. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just completely done. Yeah. With with that, not a whole entire thing. Fuck Brotato. Yeah. Um, little kitty, big city, go fuck itself too. Fuck that cat. I ain't about it. Uh. I mean, to be fair, everything else like mm, quilts and cats of calico probably. probably mo- any, any, most of the stuff that's cat related probably can go away. Um, uh, Bomb rush, cyberpunk, uh, definitely uh, look dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chance of Senar, uh, Paper Trail. But if I had to like choose, how'd I choose the game that you're most hyped about? It's definitely Bomb Rush. Okay. I think I would uh, pick Shadows you? Over Loathing. The fucking really, yeah the the slapstick fucking stick figure RPG. That fuck. That every bun. time fuck that I bun. see that shit, I'm just like, I'm so in. And I, I guess my hope is that it's as impactful as something like Earthbound. And like, the weird goofy story behind it. Um, maybe there's Earthbound. some exposition there, uh, or something. I don't know. But well, so to be to be fair, so uh, if you're if you want to scratch that itch, uh, I do believe uh, you could also play West of Loathing, which is the uh, so apparently this is a is it not a spiritual successor? It's in the same universe. Okay. So West of Loathing, I believe, is the same kind of art aesthetic. Uh, I don't know if it's like a similar style of game. It it very well could be. I have to check that shit out. Uh, I have it pulled up yeah. here. Oh, so the, okay, so the Shadows of Loathing is like a gangster thing that turns into Eldritch Horrors, and West of Loathing looks like a, a wild Western, West. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe it does the same thing. I don't want to look too much into it, but it 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 definitely looks like the same type of shit. Um. Oh, 
the whole thing is from a universe called Kingdom of Loathing. So, yeah, so the Kingdom of Loathing is another game. And and so West of Loathing is the city that's west of it. <laughs> Shadows of Loathing, I guess, would be the place south of it. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. I did not know. Okay, so there's yeah. like a whole universe with this shit. Okay, right. yeah. Uh, so Kingdoms of Loathing came out in 20. 20- 2003. Holy shit. So this is old, old internet stuff. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll check these out. I'll check these out. These look kind of neat. Uh, if I say miss something, it's, uh, man, I, I probably would fuck with Brotato. I think I'm going to miss five nights at Freddy's security breach. Um, Ooh, that was a close second for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to fuck with bomb rush Cyberfunk So, so hard though. Uh, I'll probably play that before I play shadows over loathing. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Cool stuff. I, I, you know, I'm glad, like we said before, uh, the Nintendo does these indie showcases. I, I like the, the, mm-hmm. the spotlight that they give to, uh, the small dev teams, uh, or even like the big dev teams who are branching out and doing like some kind of cool shit. Um, I hope they keep this type of stuff up. I, I like to see, uh, big game developer companies like Nintendo, Xbox and, uh, PlayStation, Sony, whatever. Um, you know, just, put some light on these dudes that don't have like the marketing budget to like reach out to fucking millions of viewers to try to get their games picked up. So. Yeah, I agree. I I like, I like seeing, I like seeing this stuff. Like I'm tired of, uh, just seeing the same shit over and over again. Yeah. I'm tired of fucking call of duty every year and assassin's creed every fucking year. (laughs) I'm tired of fucking world of Warcraft expansions. Like, you know, give me something fucking cool. Give me something fun. This scratches a weird itch. And the great part about it is like I'll, these indie games, like they are, there's so many of them that are out there mm-hmm. having a company like Nintendo, having a publisher like Annapurna to help like, uh, just curate like yeah. some of these, some of these games and, and kind of like pull out the, 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 what do you call it? The hidden gems, I guess, if you want yeah. to call it that, just, yeah. to, just to show off to everybody. Super cool. Can't wait. Yeah. Pretty pumped. Uh, this, I mean, this year's fucking already been filled with really good games uh and you're just apparently just going to get a shitload more so uh good luck yep. to your pocketbooks and wallets uh <laughs> your crypto currency all that shit that you're using um you know your mom's fucking swear jar whatever you're grabbing money from uh it's going to be empty so <laughs> get a second job sure. and then play these games when you're uh you know 42 years old you know similar to what we're trying to do so right right yeah <laughs> <laughs> work so you can play games before you die, I guess. Uh, 35 uh, episodes in pretty fun. Pretty good episode. Uh, is there anything you wanted to say, I guess, before we close this thing out? Man, I don't think so. Like I've been, so the thing is it's like, I've been, I've been doing like the dailies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of feels like I've, I've, I've said this all <laughs> said this all over before. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard keeping track of all of this shit. But it's good because now it's it's much easier to curate the stuff that goes into like the longer form stuff. Okay. That's cool. why I like that. Do you think, I guess before we head out, do you think that the daily stuff is uh, slowing you down on like your, your gaming or video editing or any of that other stuff that you've been enjoying? Or like even the, the process of developing the game that you're working on on the side? 
Uh, that no. Okay. The um the videos uh the videos are probably going away. The videos are probably going away. I think that's fair because you can probably yeah. if you ever wanted to, to review anything you could do it as like a fucking you could do yeah. it on the show here or do it uh as a short or not do it at all. Who cares? Yeah, something like that. It's just uh <laughs> like it's taken me like three weeks, three four weeks to do the Resident Evil one. Mm-hmm. And it's just a huge, huge time sink. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to kind of fall behind on a whole bunch of other things. And uh, uh, the game one, I can't really do that because uh, there's um, the, the person I'm working with has put in so much work in already that I'm starting to be the bottleneck. Ooh, you know what I mean? So good. it doesn't. Okay. So uh, I need to go ahead and uh, work on kind of better managing that because like i have a whole bunch of fucking work to do on that one a whole bunch dude i can't wait to see it i'm excited me either i'm excited too i can't wait cool um all right well i guess that's it man uh thank you again for hanging out and putting together the uh, podcast notes uh thank you guys for listening or watching uh be sure to comment like and subscribe uh rate it on Spotify or Apple or whatever other podcast platform like Stitcher. Like it on YouTube. Yeah, definitely fucking like us on YouTube. Uh, I have noticed that as we post the videos, they are getting <laughs> views within like the first minutes of these motherfuckers being up now. So that's kind of cool. Uh, that's so, what's up. Yeah, so you you early watchers, uh, I don't know who you are, but we appreciate you. <laughs> the late we watchers. A lot. Yeah, late watchers, we like you guys too. Um, yeah. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for supporting the channel. Um, Hope to see you here in the future. Thanks again for watching. Uh, Yeah. Later, guys. See ya. Man, I've had bubble gut this entire fucking episode. Could you hear that shit, dude? No, but I've been in the same boat. My guts have been rumbling. I can't wait to go. This fucking Saturday has ruined my whole (laughs) week so far. Yeah. Oh, man. I I think I'm going to start eating like I'm going to eat like a fucking rabbit now. (laughs) <laughs> like I need to, I need to, like I need to do like a cleanse or something like that. And like maybe I need to uh, buy like something off a of goop. Like that probably is going to help flush out my system. <laughs> God damn it! I agree. I agree. <laughs>